morning and welcome to Bite Size. My name is Yoni Pollock, and I'll be your host every Wednesday morning from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. It's a bit of a uh, warmer day this morning as I uh, expected. The calendar has shifted from October to November, which for anyone from the South like myself is a time of the year that, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm going to speak for for myself, at least, maybe other Southerners disagree, but at least for me, it's a time that I uh, that I dread. Uh, November usually means colder days. Colder days are ahead, indeed. So uh, I'm a bit grateful and thankful that so far uh, so good in November. But I know, but I know, I know, I know what will come of the next few months. I got I got a bit lucky. I'd like to think. Um, if I remember correctly, last winter, this past winter, that is, I was not so bad. I don't think, besides for that one big snowstorm, I think we got off pretty easy in terms of snow. I think we got off pretty easy in terms of cold weather also. I think we had like maybe one or two weeks worth of like single digits, but, uh, the winter, the winter's a tough time for me. So I hope you all keep me in your thoughts in terms of uh in terms of that but the holidays are over and as my roommate my former roommate would like to say now it's now it's Chorifzman so I think it's appropriate to start this new time of the year the time where the holidays have ended and and we have a uh you know the winter months are here which which that's not why we're playing this song but we have the English New Year's only two months away now and in that holiday season, and seems to be people in general in the New York area are a bit uh, a bit happier during that time. So happy times, hopefully, are ahead for all of us. So with that, I'd like to start this week's bite size with "Et Recode," a song by Yaakov Shweki. You're tuned in to the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs>
like you're sleeping, sleeping. Cause you're more lazy, like Pino. There's a smile deep, deep within you. What's your name, Norina, Rina? This song's for singing, Rina. Shira Maloy, special fashion. Here we go now, here we go again. Oh, you know, you know, get home, It's like you're sleeping, sleeping. Cause you're more lazy, like Pino. There's a smile deep, deep within you. What's your name, Norina, Rina? This song's for singing Reno Why wait to celebrate? Bright lights in city streets Why wait to celebrate? Clap now and stamp your feet Shira Maloy's Vishuvashem Here we go now, here we go It's like you're sleeping, sleeping. Oh, Simone, I see how There's a smile deep, deep within you. Who's your name, Norina, Rina? This song's for singing, Rina.
Yerushalayim ha benuyot. Bishon ha bobi Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim ha benuyot.
מסביב לעולם. יש צרות, דאגות, החיוך נעלם. מחר תראה רק שחור, כי גם זה יעבור. והכל יסתדר, כי השם יעזור. יש תקווה, נשאיר כולנו יחד. יש אמונה חזקה מכל הפחד. לא ניפול, לא נירד, כי אנחנו לא לבד. יש לנו השם אחד. יש תקווה, נשאיר כולנו יחד. יש אמונה חזקה מכל הפחד. לא ניפול, לא נירד, כי אנחנו לא לבד. יש לנו השם אחד. Yeah. 
And that was Benny Friedman's Yesh Tikva, as you are tuned in now to Bite Size on the Nachum Siegel Network. Yesh Tikva. There's hope that, uh, as I mentioned earlier in the program, that uh, this winter will be hopefully warmer like last year instead of the previous years before that. This week, I'm excited to bring to you a few different interviews from a few different talents of ours here on Bite Size. We're going to start with Mayor Fertig, who, if you listen to JM and the M or any of our other programming, the stunt show last year, he's a big part of what we do here at the network. And he got on literally as the second days of, of Sukkot of Simchas Torah ended, he recorded an interview with his son about eating an etrog. I know a lot of you probably have always thought about eating the etrog, but when it comes down to it, you're just not willing to. So Mayer and his son decided to give it a go. So I'm going to play for you that interview. I hope you enjoy it, and uh, we'll see what they have to say. Here we go. Thanks, Yoni. Simcha's Torah has been over for about an hour. We just made Havdalah, and one of the first things I saw was on the Facebook page of the American Committee for Shari Tzedek Medical Center in Jerusalem. And uh, it said, did you know that esrogim, yellow citrons, have significant nutritious value? All right, well, they said it in Sephardit, but whatever. And et- an etrog is a citrus fruit, and like other fruits in that family, rich in vitamin C, boosts one's immune system, and also an antioxidant, and it's high in potassium, iron, and phenol. So that all sounds really healthy. Now, luckily... I have somebody with me who has made a commitment to um, trying the uh, the esrog, both for taste and I'm sure for its uh, medicinal and health properties. Uh, his name is Naftali Fertig. Shavuot Tov, Naftali. <laughs> Thank you for joining me on the show. So what we have here, in, here, what we have recording. in front of us, what we have in front of us is an esrog. And could you describe what it looks like right now? Um. Well, it's very cut up. Right. You can say that. Seeds are like everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. It's, it's honestly pretty good. It's really, really sour. Was, I was really hoping to make citronade instead of lemonade because I like lemonade. Right. I like to make it. But so, so you not have juice in here. You have an estrog here that's been basically completely disassembled. And right? decapitated. And, yes. and decapitated. Yes. Okay. That's that's one way to put it. Um, yep. wh- tell, tell me a little bit more about what it tastes like. Okay. It's like sour mm-hmm. and I mean I've heard from my grandfather that if you make it into jelly it's like marmalade I wouldn't know because I never tried it mm-hmm. but um, like in jelly but you're you're tasting it without any sugar yeah. without any sweeteners so, so right now it's like honestly pretty sour mm-hmm. pretty much tastes like lemonade but without the um, sugar and water right so I've been like squeezing the juice into mm-hmm. my mouth it's pretty good would honestly. you recommend that I try this uh, yeah, I would. That's what I've been saying for like 10 minutes. Okay, so I'm going to try this right now. All right, go for it. Right on the air. Go all right? for it. So what's, which piece should I Whichever try piece here? you want. They're, they're yeah. all... So should I, should I squeeze this into my... Could you cut a piece um, off? Maybe I'll, I'll yeah. squeeze a little piece into my mouth. Try. All right, so while we're, all right, while we're this? doing this, we all know that an estrog smells really good. Oh, it smells like heaven. It certainly does. All right. But... Uh, you want to wake the knife? Yeah, that would be perfect. Okay, very good. Baruch atah adinoy leinu achalam gorei pri ha'et. Amen. Ooh. It's good, right? That's good. Really tart, but su- but but also sweet in its own way. And really, hey, you know what it is? It's a taste sensation. 
<laughs> yeah, it, that's really good. It's finger looking good. If you if you have an esrog in your house, um, we have we have the habit in our house of of um, putting the esrogim in a bowl after sukkah, and we have years and years and years of dried out esrogim in a break front, which gives it a really fragrant smell every time you open it. It's really nice. Actually, but but sacrificing one of them. Sacrificing one of them to uh, to try this is definitely well worth it. Yes, and I'm going to take another little bite here. Go for it. The thing is, though, actually, I I actually smelled one of those Israelim, like, close up. Uh-huh. The ones from, like, years ago. Uh-huh. They actually smelled pretty gross. Really? Yeah. All right, we'll have to agree to disagree. But yeah, I guess. Anyway, so there's not much more to say about this subject, except that if you've never tried an esrog, if you've never cut one open, first of all, there are a lot of seeds in it. Um, but as a as a member of the citrus family, it really is very very uh, enjoyable taste. You have to like tart food. If you don't like tart, you're probably going to like it less. And you might want to do something with it in a prepared way to add some sweetener. Oh, but yes, otherwise, it's definitely worth trying, worth tasting, and it's good for you. Yeah, it is. So. Oh, but also like a warning for the wise. Um, yeah. That that wasn't an actual thing. Okay, it's fine. Um, if you don't really like sour things, I suggest you either sweeten it or don't try it because it makes like ridiculously sour candies look like pushovers. So, <laughs> or rather, taste like pushovers. So, just a warning. So you're saying we must like sour foods? Um, either that or we're just really tired and we don't taste it. No, that could be it. No, it was a long hog. Anyway, thank you very much, Mr. Naftali Ferdig. Okay. Tell everybody how old you are. I'm 11. All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate your being on the show with me now. And uh, back to you, Yoni. So that was Mayor Fertig's interview here on Bite Size. And I told you earlier we're going to have a few contributors contributing to this week's program and throughout really the entire season here at the Nachum Siegel Network. So you'll hear Mayor Fertig's voice plenty more. And the next person you're going to hear, I'm not going to play it for you yet. We're going to play it for you a little later. But just to get you a little taste, it's uh, Tova Knecht joined our program and she interviewed Tamir Goodman. I'll have a lot more for you, both on Tova and Tamir, as I said a little later on here in the programming. But it's an interview um, for you Jewish basketball fans, for you Tamir Goodman fans, that all of you will want to hear. She spoke to Tamir about his career, both in college and then afterwards, and about living in Israel and his new book. So... So check that out in about, I don't want to put a time to it, but let's just say in about 20 minutes or so, we will get to that. So more coming up here on Bite Size, but for now, here are some of my favorites from Avram Freed. Ma'ar tiyivke, v'ru 
as you're tuned into Bite Size right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. As I teased earlier, Tova Knecht from TovaInIsrael.com interviewed Tamir Goodman, a uh, former Jewish high school basketball star, went on to play college at the Division I level, went on to play in Israel and overseas, and obviously there's more to Tamir himself. But Tova Knecht joined Bite Size. She's agreed to join us as a contributor so we'll have plenty more from her throughout the entire season here at the Nachum Seal Network. But let me uh, introduce, before Tamir introduces, excuse me, before Tova introduces Tamir, I want to tell my audience a little bit about Tova. For those of you that don't know, Tova was actually from New Jersey and decided to move her entire family to live in Yerushalayim. She has a blog, tovanisrael.com, which describes and highlights all of Israel's positivity features everyday life in a new country, the Jewish homeland. She writes about, you know, shook store owners, egged buses, all of that, including even her daughter's allergies. She tries to find the positives in every situation that arises and has inspired people around the world to follow her journey and see a different side of Israel. She talks to families interested in moving to Israel, tries to alleviate their concerns and answer all their questions. You can follow Tova on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Tova in Israel, Tova without an H. On Instagram, Tova in Israel, and even the daily behind the scenes on Snapchat, 
Tova Knecht, T-O-V-A-K-N-E-C-H-T. So I'm proud and happy that Tova has joined us here on Bite Size as a regular contributor, and we look forward to many of her contributions that she will provide for us over the rest of the season. But for now, here's Tova with Tamir Goodman. You're tuned into Bite Sized right here on the Nahum Siegel Network. Thank you, Yoni. I'm honored to be sitting here in Yushalayim in the Denmark gym with a very respected Tamir Goodman, better known as the Jewish Jordan. Welcome, Tamir. Thank you so much for having me on your show. It's funny for me to be sitting on the floor, actually. It brings up a funny story. My first time going to a basketball game, my now husband said to me, we have floor seats. And I asked him, does that mean I shouldn't wear a nice skirt? <laughs> so uh, now, uh, since then, having a son, I'm fully involved in the world of sports. Um, so, Tamir, how do your vast experiences in sports as a religious Jew open doors for young Jewish children now? Well, I think that I was blessed to be in a predicament and a situation where I was able to fulfill my dream of playing Division I basketball and professional basketball without having to play on Shabbat on a full athletic scholarship and while wearing my kippah on the court. And while that definitely was a journey, um, I think that I had to go through it for many reasons, but one of the main reasons being that one day there are going to be kids that are also going to play Division One basketball and professional basketball, and people are going to laugh at them, and people are going to tell them it's impossible because you keep Shabbat, or you wear a kippah, or you're an observant Jew, and hopefully they'll be able to say it is possible. And I think that that's probably the main reason why I went through everything that I went through. So now, hearing about this Jewish religious kid in California, Ryan Terrell, um, with a wonderful future in basketball. What's your advice to him and other kids like him? My advice to him and to other kids like him would be to never settle, to reach your inner potential, to enjoy the journey, to take everything this game could give you and apply it to your life and do it as a proud Jew and all the doors will open up, open up for you at the right time. So even though you passed up you know, potential fame and success for the Jewish religion, you don't feel that uh, it had a ne- negative impact on your life? I think it's really the opposite. I think that Judaism helped me be a better player and a, ber- a better person, and it always gave me the guideline and blueprint to be the best Jewish athlete that I could possibly be, both during the good times and during the harder times. And it was always a positive. It was never a negative. Okay. And... Uh, with Shabbat, you say it's a special time for you. Um, did you ever face any adverse reactions for observing and not being able to play? Or did you ever have any funny stories from teammates? Or Yeah, I was, I've been blessed to play Division One basketball and professional basketball for seven years. I can't think of one time that there was anything negative between my teammates and I when it came to Shabbat. My teammates love Shabbat um, because... First of all, they got more rest. Friday practice ended in early afternoon, and we didn't practice again until Saturday night. And if it wasn't for Shabbat, we'd be practicing Saturday morning. They had a nice rest. They had a nice rest, and also they would always come to my room and try some of the Shabbat food that my parents sent for me. So they loved the food, and they loved the, re- the, the extra rest, and it was always a positive. It was a win-win negative. for all exactly. of you. Perfect. Um, Can you briefly describe your new book that you co-authored with your wife, Judy, The Jewish Jordan's Triple Threat? The Jewish Jordan's Triple Threat 
basically brings out mental, basically brings out mental and spiritual and physical lessons from the game of basketball through the language of basketball. So many people around the world love basketball and they understand basketball concepts. So through these basketball concepts, we try to bring out deeper messages, and um, hopefully the players and the readers will be able to apply these lessons to their lives and have a more meaningful and happy life. Amazing. Uh, just a quick funny question about keeping your yarmulke on, uh, on your head while you're playing basketball. My son's yarmulke is forever in his mouth. He does not keep it on his head. Any tricks? Yeah, I think, thank God now they have clip keepers. Uh, when I was playing, the trainer always had an extra piece of tape for me, um, even though he wasn't Jewish. And also one time specifically when I was playing in college, my keeper fell off in the game after I dove for a loose ball. And because I hit my head on the floor, I didn't realize that my keeper was still on the court. And one of my non-Jewish teammates ran out to half court. He picked up my keeper and he wow. put it back on my head for me, and we got a standing ovation. <laughs> and um, I think that story will always resonate with me and um, hopefully with other people that people respect you when you're, you try to be the best that you can be. And uh, it's nothing to really be ashamed of. So, but yeah, I know kids have a tough time keeping their keeper on. I also have, you know, my son <laughs> going through the same thing. But in the bigger picture, it's a positive. It's not a negative. Fantastic. Um, okay, so you know, just on a personal note, moving to Israel in the last uh, a little over a year, um, I know how important it is for you know the Jewish people to live in Israel. Um, after you completed your army service in the IDF, did you know that you always wanted to live in Israel permanently? And what advice would you have to families that want to make Aliyah? Yes, I always knew that I wanted to live in Israel. I was lucky enough that David, Coach David Blatt brought me to Israel in 2002, and I was able to begin my basketball journey as a professional player. But I also was able to fulfill, like you mentioned, my second dream, which was to be an IDF soldier. And when I finished my IDF ser uh, service, I knew for sure that I wanted to live in Israel. And thank God we live here in Jerusalem with my wife and four children. And I think my advice would be, Two things. Number one, oftentimes you won't have all the answers while you're still in America. Sometimes you have to take that leap of faith, and once you get here, things will uh, work out. And um, so the first one is, you know, the leap of faith. And I think the second one is to give it a little bit of time once you get here. It may seem very overwhelming at first, but ultimately you realize that everything will fall into place even better than you can imagine. So the leap of faith and give it a little bit of time and uh, should be happier than you could ever ever imagine. <laughs> okay, and you mentioned that you live in Jerusalem. I do also. And you don't find a lot of uh, Olim from America moving to Jerusalem. Can you tell us about the community life or why it's a nice place to raise your family? Yes, I agree. I think that for some reason Jerusalem has that reputation of like not the go-to spot but uh, for young American families. But I, I've from our own personal experience felt its exact opposite. The schools have been great for the kids, the community has been really, really sweet, and it's just a lot of fun to be here, and just every day is so meaningful that it's, for me personally, it's, there's nothing like it. I, wouldn't, I couldn't imagine living anywhere else in the world. Wow, I'm sure that'll resonate with a lot of people. Um, okay, just from growing up, any funny stories from growing up in the good old days in Baltimore? Yeah, I think uh, growing up in Baltimore was great, especially for me as a basketball player, because there was a lot of great players around. But I can remember specifically riding my bike to a local playground where I was the only Jewish kid, obviously, um, out there with my keep on. And it was in the summertime, and uh, you know, players would start coming around nine, ten o'clock in the morning, and they'd be there till around nine, ten o'clock at night. 
but they would not let me play because I was a young player. I was, you know, 11, 12 years old. But I noticed that if I stayed long enough, there wouldn't have enough players. Like around 9, 10 o'clock at night, there wasn't 10 players, so they would let me play for a couple minutes. I would literally wait the whole day dribbling on the sideline, working on my ball handling skills, and just for those couple minutes to play with the older players at the end of the day. And they really embraced me and made me feel really comfortable. And I remember one time specifically, my teacher from the Jewish school, she happened to drive by and she saw me there with my kippah on and she said, you know, aren't you scared to be here? And I said, no, I actually feel more comfortable here than almost any other place in the world. And um, I think that's the uniqueness about basketball that has the power to bring people together from all different types of cultures. And I'm very glad that I've been able to live out my dream as a proud Jew. Fantastic. Um, you mentioned that you're going on a speaking tour in the States now. Can you shed some light on what some of that focus might be? Yeah, I'm going on a speaking and basketball clinic tour. Um, I'll be speaking at different venues, at a movie premiere uh, for an Israeli basketball film in Chicago. Then I'm going to the Cooper Invitational Basketball Tournament in Tennessee while I'll focus more on basketball. I'll be talking to basketball players. And then um, I'm also going to Indiana to speak on campus there. And I'll also be in New York next Sunday and Monday um, speaking at the Sephardic Center um, in Brooklyn. And I'm really looking forward to all of the speaking engagements and clinics and um, hopefully being able to have an incredibly successful tour. I wish you all the success. Um, and just to end off, what is Tova for you in Israel? My favorite thing about living in Israel is just the incredible feeling of truth and godliness and purpose and meaningfulness and happiness and holidays and Shabbat and family and spirituality. All that comes together when you live in Israel like no other place in the world. And that's why I love living here. Thank you uh, for everything and continued success in everything you do. You've been listening to Tova Knecht of Tova in Israel. Back to you, Yoni. Thank you, Tova. And that was Tova Knecht interviewing Tamir Goodman, former Jewish high school star, Division One basketball player, an athlete overseas. I know as a Jewish high school basketball player myself, when I went to, uh, when I played down in Houston, we uh, we obviously didn't hear so much about Tamir Goodman other than, as Tova mentioned in her interview, Tamir is known as the Jewish Jordan. So that's pretty much all we heard about Tamir Goodman. But we everyone knew Tamir Goodman was the Jewish high school star. Not when I played, but just a few years prior. And we all wanted to be the next Tamir. Though uh, for myself and many of my teammates... That didn't quite happen, though one of my teammates does currently play at Harvard, so uh, that's pretty cool, and a shout-out to him. But otherwise, uh, it's a tough road, as as Tamir himself mentioned. Besides for having to be athletically gifted with the athleticism and the talent, to be Shomer Shabbos throughout that entire experience is really a uh, a tough and challenging thing to do. So uh, we thank Tova and we thank Tamir for joining us. Again, about Tova, you can follow her on Facebook, TovaInIsrael.com. You could check her out there as well. Snapchat, Tova in Israel, Instagram, Tova in Israel, excuse me, Snapchat, Tova Knecht, K-N-E-C-H-T. And uh, we look forward to many more contributions coming from Tova as the season continues. 
More coming up on Bite Size, including this week's Four to the Door. We spoke a little bit about eating an etrog, that interview from Mayor Fertig and his son earlier on in the show. So this week's Four to the Door has to do with top four fruits. So Jamie is compiling her list. I have an idea of what my list will be, but as we shoot it over to music, I will continue to work on that list. So plenty more here. For the Door usually happens at the 10.50, 10.52 mark whenever I come back from music, so be on the lookout for that. More coming up here on Bite Size. You're tuned in to the Nahum Siegel Network. Sometimes I lay under the moon And thank God I'm breathing And I pray don't take me soon Cause I am here for a reason Sometimes in my tears I drown But I never let it get me down So when negativity surrounds I know someday it'll all turn around Because all my life I've been waiting for I've been praying for For the people to say that we don't want to fight no more There'll be no more war and our children will play One day, one day, one day
מלכוס חור, מלכוס חור, מלכוס כל הילונים, ומנשר כחו בכל דוי ודוי. מלכוס חור, מלכוס חור, מלכוס כל הילונים, ומנשל תחו בכל דוי ודוי. מלכוס חור, מלכוס חור, מלכוס כל הילונים, ומנשל תחו בכל דוי ודוי. מלכוס חור, מלכוס חור, מלכוס כל הילונים, ומנשל תחו בכל דוי ודוי. מלכוס חור, מלכוס כל הילונים, ומנשל תחו בכל דוי ודוי.
שם אוזלי עמו ייתן, אוזלי עמו ייתן, יברך את עמו בשלום. השם אוזלי עמו ייתן, אוזלי עמו ייתן, יברך את עמו בשלום. השם אוזלי עמו ייתן, אוזלי עמו ייתן, יברך את עמו בשלום. Mi 
Simcha-Liner's newer album, SL2, as we get ready to wrap up here on Bite Size on the Nachum Seal Network. But before we go, I know all of my fans, all of our fans, are waiting for one of the fastest-growing segments on the Nachum Seal Network, and maybe all over radio. And that is Four to the Door. Four to the Door is a segment that myself, Yoni Pollock, and our assistant programming director and social media coordinator right here on the Nachum Seal Network, Jamie Turkel, we both partake in this Four to the Door segment, and it goes as follows. Each week, we try to choose a topic that has something to do with the episode. So this week, we had Mayor Ferdigan, and he interviewed his son about eating an etrog. We figured an etrog has to do with fruit. Why not choose the topic to be fruit this week? So Four to the Door is top four fruit Now, for me, limiting myself to just top four fruit is almost impossible. I struggled to make this list. I flip-flopped a lot of different fruit. Some will get its proper recognition. Unfortunately, others will not. But it was really cruel, really to myself, to try to condense a list of favorite fruit to just four. So I apologize to any of you fruit if I left any of you out. But uh, I had to. Such are the rules, and I have to stick with them. So anyway, as we do every week, I will read Jamie's list four to one first. You will have an opportunity to let me know, to let Jamie know whose list, quote-unquote, wins. You could leave it in the comments section of the app. You could email me at yoni at nachlamsegel.com. That's Y-O-N-I at nachlamsegel.com. We get some good feedback, some fun comments, so uh, we appreciate it, and we hope you keep sending them in on every week, whether it has to do with Ford of the Door, whether it has to do with the show. I'm always encouraged by the comments and would love to hear feedback. No matter what type of feedback, I, I could handle negative feedback, so please send it in my way. Please don't send it in to my bosses, otherwise I might not be here next week. But anyway, Yoni at NachumSiegel.com. You could always reach me for anything and everything. Top four, four to the door, top four fruit. Jamie's number four is pineapple. Now, if I had to use an emoji to list all my emotions as to Jamie putting pineapple at number four, 
the top emoji I would use, and really top emoji should also be a four to the door. Jamie, we should note that for a future show. But I'd have the uh, maybe the emoji face with the hand under it, kind of like questioning. Maybe the angry red face. But how does pineapple only end up at number four on a top four fruit? I don't know. As you'll see mine, pineapple's a lot higher. All right. Number three on Jamie's top four list is honeydew. I happen to like honeydew. I don't think it cracks the top four for me. I mean, I know it doesn't crack the top four for me. It wasn't even really in consideration. Uh, Honeydew is good. Honeydew, for those of you that always confuse honeydew and cantaloupe, honeydew is green, cantaloupe is is orange. Um, If your honeydew is not green, it's probably not as good. But uh, honeydew is at number three on Jamie's top four list. At number two is watermelon, a refreshing fruit. No, uh, I don't have any qualms with that one, Jamie. And number one on Jamie's list, top four, four to the door, top four fruit is strawberry. Now, if we played Family Feud style where we asked a 100 of our fans their top four fruit, my guess is that strawberry would end up number one. And that's not, that's not um, you know, faulting Jamie in any way. I'm not saying that she's playing it safe. I'm not saying... That it's a bad choice. Frankly, strawberry will be in my list as well. But uh, easy call. Just It's just an easy call. Jamie, come on. It's just an easy call. It is what it is. It's fine. Again, four to one. Jamie's top four. Four to the door. Top four. Fruit, pineapple, honeydew, watermelon, and rounding out the top four at number one is strawberry. Now, here we go with my list. Top four. Four to the door. Top four. Fruit. At number four is a pear. Many of you have apples at home. You like to just nosh on an apple. I, I, I also have apples at home. That's fine. We actually did top four apples over Rosh Hashanah. I like apples. I do. But uh, pear is probably my go-to if I really want like a fruit that I really like that I just want to nosh on. I like a good pear. Now, I don't like a soft pear. It needs to be a little hard. It needs to have a little crunch in it. Um, but I like the flavor. I like that there's a lot on the pear. So a pear is my number four. Number three for me in top four fruit is a peach. Now, I could have gone peach. I could have gone nectarine. To me, they're they're similar. But uh, again, with the peach also, and frankly, with the nectarine, we're going to go peach. It has to be hard. Um. Not that the hard ones are a little less juicy sometimes, but it's also a little less messy. It's easier to eat. I love myself some peaches. Number two, top four fruit is strawberry, which was number one on Jamie's list. I would admit that strawberry for me, if someone asked me what my favorite fruit was for a long time, strawberry was number one on my list. But at at this juncture in my life as a 24-year-old, I feel that strawberry, while fantastic in flavor, is just almost classic. And what do I mean by by classic? Sometimes, I mean, classic is great in this in this instant. I will always eat strawberries. Strawberries are great. I will, you know, there's a strawberry there. I'm eating it. But it doesn't necessarily have that mmm-ness to it. And what do, that's a terrible, what do I mean by that? What do I mean by mmm-ness? Well, let me tell you. Number one on my list is pineapple which was number four on Jamie's list, which I don't like. But number one on my list was pineapple. Because when I have a good pineapple, there is nothing better to me than a good 
flavorful, almost tart, sweet pineapple. Especially in the summer. That pineapple is just amazing to me. Now, strawberry is always good. But it doesn't have that, mm, I've been like waiting for this strawberry the whole time. Like, But you put pineapple on any kiddish at any fruit platter, I am pounding this pineapple first and the most pineapple will be on my plate. There will be strawberry. But pineapple will certainly represent itself heavily on my plate at all times. So again, four, top four, four to the door, top four fruit for me, starting at number four was a pear. Number three was a peach. Number two was a strawberry. Number one was pineapple. In case you were wondering, honorable honorable mention goes to the orange, goes to the nectarine, goes to the plum. Also, some of my uh, favorite go-tos. Kiwis, I don't have often, but I do like kiwi. I just don't have them often enough. But, uh, but yeah, send in, again, your comments on the app. Email me at yoni at com, and I'd love to hear from you what your favorite fruit is. If you think Jamie's list is better, I doubt it. But if you do, if you happen to have that opinion, let us know. I'm sure Jamie would love to hear that feedback. I'd like to know. But anyway, there you have it. So with that, I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in to Bite Size here on the Nachum Siegel Network. I'd like to thank Mayor Fertig and his son for their enlightening look into the taste of an etrog. I'd like to thank Tova Knecht of TovaInIsrael.com. Check her out on Facebook, Tova in Israel, Instagram, Tova in Israel, Snapchat, Tova Knecht, K-N-E-C-H-T. And thank Tamir for participating in that interview as well. But most importantly, I'd like to thank you, my fans, my listeners, our listeners here on the network for spending your last two hours with me here on the Nachum Siegel Network. A reminder, you can check us out all over social media on Facebook, Nachum Siegel Network, on Twitter, at Nachum Siegel Net, and on Instagram, Nachum Siegel Network. If you haven't yet downloaded the NSN app, you can do so by heading over to your app store and installing the free NSN app on your smartphones and get all of our content while on the run. My name is Yoni Pollock, wishing you all a good day and reminding you that the bite size is the right size.